Good morning, happy Friday. I'm so happy it's the end of the week. Um, really happy for many, many reasons. So I was, um, as I continue to unpack all of my books and things, I came across um, a book and it just, it, it reads as follows. And it's just, it's something that I always, like I have it written in one of my notebooks because I really like it. But anyhow, um, the two hardest tests on the spiritual road are the patience to wait for the right moment and the courage not to be disappointed with what we encounter. I think that's so poignant. The two hardest tests on the spiritual road are the patience to wait for the right moment and the courage not to be disappointed with what we encounter. So I think that's just so poignant and it makes me think of relationships and and um i was talking to a friend of mine who's young and she's never been married before and she wants to get married and she's dating someone and you know i always try to help her differentiate between is it the right person or do you want to get married and you know sometimes those things are clouded um by the goal of getting married. And so, you know, I often talk to her about like, how do you know if someone's right for you? And, you know, as I've said before, I'm divorced. I've had many relationships, very healthy, positive ones. And, um, you know, it brought me to the topic of how do you know if someone is right for you? You know, should you have a lot in common? Do opposites attract? Should you be close in age? You know, I had that conversation the other day about May-December romances, which I've had. Um, we Women mature faster than men. You know, should your forever partner be your other half? All of these things that, that can either add or detract from our relationships. They sound easy, but finding the right person is very complicated or can be. Doesn't have to be and isn't always, that's for sure. I think a lot of it has to do with your mindset. You know, if you don't think you're going to be able to meet anybody, you're not going to meet anybody. It's pretty simple. Um, and it takes effort and a positive attitude and time and patience. But, you know, some people meet the love of their life right away and they're set for life. But most people, finding a genuine partner, it takes time. A lot of it. And when you date someone, you have to think about how you get along and if your lifestyles align and if you want the same things in the future. And do your lifestyles align is a huge one, I think. You know, are you just good as friends? Are you, are you compatible, but you should stay friends? Is there a physical chemistry, but is it good enough? Is it not enough? Is it the fact that it exists doesn't make it enough and satisfying, you know? Perhaps you're a good match now, but how do you know it will last? Some people meet in high school and last until their golden years. I can't imagine that. I truly cannot. Bless everybody who has that relationship, but I cannot imagine being with the same person from high school. Absolutely not. Oh my God, I, I definitely could not. Um, I think, and I personally think, you know, when you talk about soulmates, I don't think there are, I don't think there's one person that's a soulmate. I, I don't really like that term in truth because I, I just don't like it. Because to me, it's suggested that 
there's only one person and one situation that can work. And if that doesn't work, <coughs> excuse me, if that doesn't work, then you're doomed to have an average relationship. And I think there are many people that are right for you for different times in your life. Now, this is a different mindset, you know. Um, like I said, I'm divorced, so I don't have the mindset of, like, everyone has to be forever and ever and ever. You know, I know the purpose of my husband was to be the father of my children, and I'm very grateful that he played that role. But he's not my forever person, and that's okay. I'm so grateful for what he gave me in our time together. And that's what it was, and I accept that. And, you know, I accept the fact that my boyfriend in my 20s was amazing. We had such a wonderful connection, and he was my first love. And he taught me a lot, and he taught me what it means to really love somebody and also how to let go of somebody that you really love because the lifestyles don't align. He didn't want children, so I had to say goodbye to someone I really loved because our goals didn't align. And I didn't really say goodbye because I still talk to him. Imagine that. From 19 years old, my boyfriend, when I was 19 years old, here I am at 55, and I, not a month has gone by that I don't speak with him. So that's a beautiful thing. But the point is, is that he never had children, and I did. And that was why we weren't together. And that made sense because I would not have been happy with the lack of kids in my life and he didn't want them. So our goals did not align, but we were perfect for each other in every other respect. <coughs> Excuse me. That was a tough one. That was probably my most difficult uh, breaking up, hands down. Um, but so, you know, was he my soulmate? Yes, but, right? So, yeah, he was my soulmate, but wouldn't my soulmate, under the terms of soulmate, wouldn't he want children too? So that's why I don't like that term. I can say I would rather use the word true love, best friend, um, true companionship. I just, I don't even, you don't need to define it, but soulmate just, I feel like it sets you up. So, you know, there's different arguments about this. Like people say, oh, you'll know when you know. But I don't think it's that simple. You know, I think it's a journey when you're meeting somebody. I think you need a full year with someone to see what they're really like. You need to see them mad and tired and hungry and see how they're like, you know, when it's holiday season or on a trip or when somebody dies. Just, you know, you think you're in love until something bad happens and you see another side of their personality and, you know, the blush is off the rose. It takes time. It could take years or decades. But have faith that that person is out there and worth the wait. But <coughs> the question is, how do you know if you've already met the right person and you let them pass them by? How do you know if someone's right for you? And I think there are a few things. First of all, take the pressure off of yourself. Enjoy your time with somebody. Enjoy your time in, in getting to know somebody and dating them. And, you know, it's only with time that you're going to really be able to reflect upon your relationship. You know, when you're with this person, are you willing to open up to them and be vulnerable? You want them to see the real you, even if it risks them not see, feeling the same way. 
I have a hard time with that sometimes because I feel like if I expose too much of my life, then it's like, I just feel like people get very judgmental. And I think for me, it's better to refrain a little bit because I just don't think everybody needs to know every detail of your life. Um, truly, like every aspect, your finances and all that, that's just, you don't need to tell everyone everything. Um, you know, are you willing to, to, well, you know, if somebody's afraid of committing to another person, you know, odds are they don't feel that that's the person for them, right? And I don't mean committing, getting married. I mean, committing like, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to explore the relationship. That to me is a commitment. Not, I'm not talking about marriage and all of that. And I mean, please don't give anybody an ultimatum. That to me is the worst idea. You know, putting a gun to somebody's head and saying, I'm going to leave if you don't marry me is really not the best uh, setup for a successful marriage. You know, does a person that you're with, do they make you feel good? Do they make you feel confident? You know, do they make you feel secure? Do you wonder if they like you or not? You know, you don't want to have to carry your partner on your back throughout your life, you know, because you have goals and you're successful and you're working hard. You know, that's not what a relationship is about. Your partner should walk beside you, not behind you and not ahead of you. They don't hold you back from doing what you love. They push you forward. They don't make you feel insecure. They support you and you fit into their life and they fit into your life. And you can imagine living with this person. They like your friends. They like your family. They like your animals. They have similar interests and they enjoy spending time with you. If you can visualize being together in the future, it shows that you fit together in each other's lives. You want the same things. You see your lives meshing for years to come. You know, also, do you trust them? You know, do they make you feel secure? Or do they make you feel like, you know, every time you turn their head, they're on the phone with somebody else or making plans without you that's a bad sign you know that's not something you're going to want in your relationship you know there are aspects of relationship you have to want to work on it you know relationships take effort if you want to build a future with somebody and be vulnerable with them no relationship is perfect but if you're willing to put the effort in and the hard conversations to be had then you can be happy, you know. How is this person when you're in a bad mood? If you're upset or hurt about something, do they dismiss you or do they want to talk about it? Do they listen and talk to you about what happened or do they want you to just get over things? A good partner is someone who shows genuine interest in your life and well-being. They actually want to know what's going on in your life, period. You know, how's your sex life? It's important. Can you talk openly about it? Most couples have sex, but very few can comfortably sit down and talk about it. You want a partner you can talk to about sex and all aspects of it. They should be interested in how to please you and vice versa. You should talk about what you want, what you like, and more specifically, what you don't like. And you shouldn't feel pressure or bad about any of it. There's no need to do anything 
in the bedroom that you have no interest in doing. It doesn't matter if, who it is. <coughs> Excuse me. If you're not comfortable, don't do it. It's as simple as that. There's, there should be no pressure. If there's pressure, I think that's problematic. You know, um, are you a team when you're together? You know, you need to feel like you're a team. There's nothing that can come in the way of the two of you that you won't conquer. You don't fight against each other, but work together. That's a team. Your relationship isn't about competing with one another. It's about becoming um, an unbreakable force. Your strengths and weaknesses balance each other. That's a great sign. That's a really great sign that your strengths and weaknesses balance each other. And you can lean in when they lean out. And they can lean out when you lean in. And you can both appreciate what you each bring to the table collectively instead of criticizing one or the other because you're different. Or, you know, maybe you're super organized and your partner's not. And maybe he's super anal about the order of your closet or whatever it is you know find find the place where you each thrive it doesn't have to be in the same department you know when you're happy they're happy when they're happy you're happy I'm not saying happy wife happy life because I think that's stupid but a relationship is about two people if you make each other a priority and pursue your interests as a couple that's a real relationship. Your partner should be happy when you're happy and vice versa. You know, can you disagree with this person? Or are you afraid to speak your mind? Even the best relationships have disagreements. And feeling comfortable and safe enough to express your feelings, even when they don't align, is essential if someone is right for you. You know, you can disagree. That's fine. But if you feel like you have to suppress your voice, that's a problem. You know, do you inspire each other? Is your partner your cheerleader? Do they comfort you when you're upset? You know, do they make you want to be a better person? Are you on the same page? Can you communicate openly and honestly? You know, those are just some things. I would also add compromise. It sounds easy, but it can be really hard to meet someone in the middle. You know, but the relationship doesn't make you second guess yourself. You aren't constantly wondering if they're going to dump or leave you. You feel confident that they'll answer when you call. You know, they make you feel good and confident. And, you know, there's also, you know, can you just spend time together being bored and not doing anything? Can you be silent together? Can you sit in a car for hours and just not feel the pressure to talk? Those are just a few things that I think are really essential when you're evaluating whether somebody's the right partner for you. And you know what? You can overlook all these things and say, oh, I'll work with it. They can change People do not change unless they really want to and they, they really put the effort in. What you see 99% of the time is what you get.
And if it's the early stage of your relationship, what you see is the best you're ever going to get. So don't date someone thinking that, oh, well, they're in a bad mood again, but that's going to pass when the season changes and their schedule's not as busy and blah, blah, blah. Don't make excuses for people. And there's one other thing that kind of drives me a little batty is, you know, when people speak their truth and they tell you what they want and what they don't want and what they're capable of, believe them, hear them, listen to them. Don't hear some other message that you want to hear. You know, if a man says, I never want to get married, stop talking about marriage, period. End of story. If you want to be with them, stop talking about it. It's not going to happen. That's where you have to compromise. Give it up. Don't have that conversation again. Find somebody else if you don't like it. You know, that's how I feel about those things. You know, don't beat a dead horse. If somebody says, you know, as a woman, if she doesn't want to, I don't know, perform some kind of sex act, let it be. It's not going to happen. Don't keep asking her. Find somebody else if that's so important. You know, don't make people be who they're not or do things they don't want to do. That authenticity of them being themselves, that's what you should love. Not who you think you can mold somebody into. If that's, if that's your goal, you will never be happy. Because I can assure you, whoever's molding themselves to be with you, it's a temporary fix and it will not last. So you might think you have the woman who does the ultimate whatever, but she's going to stop doing it and she's going to resent you. And you might think, you know, if you hold a gun to a guy's head and tell him that you're going to, you know, this, this and that, unless he gets married and he drags you to the uh, jewelry store and has you pick out a ring, don't think that you've succeeded in, in anything except forcing someone to do something they don't really want to do, which is not equal happy relationship. So those are my words of wisdom with a chock full of experience they come. So um, I hope you have a great day, an awesome weekend, and be careful. And thank you for listening to Embracing Life. Please, um, please follow my podcast and share it with anyone you think would enjoy it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support.